This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. literally will not be able to contain me if we do sign D. Again, I still can't believe it. I genuinely absolutely stoked. I mean, the Villa fans, it's just a joy. It is an absolute joy. Welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this content, wherever you're downloading that from. Uh, Massively appreciate all your comments that come through. Um, And I think there's probably going to be a few more comments than normal um, over the next coming days. Um, Yeah, some sort of groundbreaking news over the last 24 hours, which I think every Blue Nose has been waiting for for 10 years to be really honest um so so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that in, in a minute but firstly uh introduction so carl um how are you how's your uh start of the season been yeah it's it's been good it's been a been a bit hectic i've been all over the place been to newport county to watch southampton and up and down blues and two hours on a freaking wednesday night or tuesday night whatever it was to just lose two nil to fulham but uh but yeah it's just just positivity for the most part, I think. It's just nice to have that feeling of, we might do something here, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it feels like it's nice to have our club back if we haven't even got our stands back, but well, yeah. uh, probably more <laughs> on that in a minute. Uh, and Tom, um, how are you, my friend? Um, Yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. I apologise in advance. I have KFC here, so, um, yeah, just apologising to the viewers in in advance, but no, I'm good. Very excited for the new season. Does feel like Blues are building something. Obviously, excuse the stadium issues and whatnot, but it does feel like we're on the right track, especially if bloody Deeney ended up buying Blues one day. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know where he'd get the funds for that, to be honest. He'd have to have a lot of people around him, but, uh, you know, there's there's positive vibes everywhere. We never thought the deal would happen, but it has. I disagree. I predicted this in January. Anyway, I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> so let's get involved. 
Um, so yeah, let, let's let's sort of tuck into the to the big news, which is um, Troy Deeney finally finally signing for Blues. Um, I have to say, and I, and I always, always sort of say, I've been a Blues fan for many, many years, 40 plus years now. And I can't remember a signing that I've been more delighted with. Um, if there is a person that is Blues through, through and through, more than Troy Deeney, there is nobody else. He epitomises everything we're about on and off the field. Uh, we've been through some tough times over recent years. And the fact that we've signed him now, um, whatever whatever happens, and I'm not going to be, uh, you know, he's not necessarily, we can't just lump, you know, the whole future on his shoulders. But uh, if we're going to put anything, a huge weight on his shoulders, then I definitely think he's the person that can carry it. That is for, for, for sure. Um, so as that's been the most recent thing, Carl, just give me, give me your thoughts around him signing and, I guess the build-up to uh, Twitter was an absolute joy. I have to say, it's incredible. Wasn't it was it? If there's one thing Blues fans do well; it's building stuff up on Twitter. And I'm not going to lie, that announcement video just before where they were going through the the Blue Noses who have played for Blues that was a phenomenal video. That was, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was proper. Just I, I sat there. I was actually at a dinner table with uh, with friend and, and some of their family, and I was just sat there like almost in tears watching it. I was ready to cry. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> to be fair, Tom, you, you cry when the, the KFC arrives. So that, that's <laughs> yes. not a barometer. That isn't a barometer for anything. No. <laughs> um, but it was just, uh, I think it was just phenomenal, wasn't it? And I think, I think Dean and his agent had a good wind up as well. I think they enjoyed winding us up throughout the day. They definitely did. Um, but, you know, it was just there and you were just sat waiting and waiting and waiting. And when it, it was obviously at the point where it was very obvious it was going to happen, but until, I think it's that old thing of until you see them with a shirt or a scarf on the cop or in the tilt, and that's it. You know, I mean, yeah. well, maybe not on the pitch, I guess, this time, because, you know, we ain't got those stands available, but it was just, uh, it, I've just, I, I agree with you, John. I don't think I've ever felt an energy about a signing like this at all, um, you know, and it was just phenomenal. I don't think there is any Blues fan unhappy with that signing. And if there are, then to be fair, you're idiots. Um, to be quite frank, like he is, like, like John said, he epitomises Blues in every single way, you know, and it, everything he talks about the club in, in his interviews and you get the traditional interviews of, oh, you know, I want to come and take this club back. But with him, he feels that. He feels the pain. He feels the hurt. Um, and just what a phenomenal job by guards to get him in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think Craig Garner has been phenomenal in that role. Um, I've got you absolutely right, Carl. I mean, um, when when God sort of obviously left us and then came back in a coaching capacity, and then I don't know when he moved upstairs. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know. I didn't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing because he just felt like, do, do the ownership want to take him out of the club just for the backlash potentially? Um, and was he qualified enough to do that that role? And I have to say, I think that he's played us back just tenfold. Um, the signings he's brought in, um, we'll talk about some that have impressed and some that maybe haven't, but on the face of it, I think the, the methodology of what he's doing is bang on. Yeah. Um, but I can absolutely promise you without him, there's no way, no way that Deeney would have signed. No chance. Yeah. Um, so he has to be given a huge amount of credit for that. Um, and like I said, we've been, been wanting this for so, so many years but I just don't think we've had, and I hate to use the word project because it's so trite and always 
people talk about it in football. But let's just talk it. I want to call it as a journey because it is a journey since since uh, Boyer's come in. Uh, I think we've all been on that journey, and um, to throw Deeney into that mix, um, there's a danger that we get a, a bit of ahead of ourselves. But um, but that's football, and that's why we're passionate. That's why we're fans. And if you can't get sort of ahead of yourself when you make a sign like Deeney, then then you never will. So uh, anyway, Tom, go for it. What are your thoughts? Oh, where do you start, really? Um, I think I think as the whole build-up went on, it was sort of like the perfect build-up. Um, it's probably the biggest sign-in for a very long time, if not the biggest sign-in. But it's, it's, I think the whole build-up was perfect. Obviously, the reveal, it was done in a short amount of time. And we all know how good those videos were. They were quite emotional. Even uh, the video from Liam's graphics as well. That was a good video if you saw that on Twitter. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. But no, the overall build up was great. Uh, really enjoyed it. I mean, when the when the rumor sort of first came around and you saw the names that were linked, it was like you know Celtic, Rangers, West Brom. I honestly thought he'd end up going to West Brom. To be honest, they seem to like to buy anybody at the moment. Do you know? Um, do you know what, Tom? Just sorry to interject. Well, I was saying, I was saying to Carl before we started that I honestly think if he'd have gone to the Albion, he would have damaged him as far as. Being a you know a blue a blues what 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 we feel about him because you know, he never played for us obviously but we know we know his story and you know thirty three years old um, yeah I, I I just think if it had gone to Albion it was a bit it would have been a massive shit house move and I and I I would have probably lost a bit of respect for him from being really honest if you had gone to Rangers no problem at all no yeah. problem at all European football fine but if you'd gone to Albion I mean what is the point. Seriously, what's the point? They'd have probably gone at this season. He doesn't get a game in the Prem. Then what, we sign him next season? I, 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 just, I just don't see it. So uh, I'm absolutely delighted that he didn't do that, obviously. But uh, I, I could see Celtic or Rangers, to be honest, as a, a bit of a swan song and a bit of European football. But uh, And that was a worry. That, because that, that, they'd have paid the money as well. They'd have paid the money. We definitely aren't paying him. But uh, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. So sorry, Tom, go on. No, it's it's clear that he's chosen it as a fan. And I think there'll be a lot of people around him that will have egged him on to take this this move and good on them because obviously he's he's gone and done it in the end. Um I I don't think if if you're a proper supporter of a club, you'll never be able to resist um that that temptation. Absolutely is, right. Exactly, because it's a rare opportunity to ever get to play for your boyhood club at all. So, um, no, he's taking it by the scruff of the neck and hopefully we'll see him really, really utilise it. You know, we know what his aspirations are. He wants promotion, maybe even future ownership. God knows at this point. Um, but I honestly think we could do that. I think we could get top six this year. You know, people can laugh at me for saying that, but I firmly do think we will get top six this year. If we don't... We're all thinking surprised. it. We're all thinking it. Exactly. Um, no, I think we'll definitely get top 10. And I don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that if we finished like 14th, I'd be disappointed because I wouldn't. I'd be happy that we actually had a comfortable season for a change. But do I think this squad, to the best of its ability, can achieve more? Yes, 100%. Are we already showing that? Yes, 100%. Um, and every team we play, it feels like we deserve to win. You know, even Bournemouth when we lost 2-0. If we take our chances, we win that game. Uh, we were the better side for at least 70 minutes and then it all just sort of went after one mistake. But it is what it is. Bournemouth for a quality side. If you're going to lose to anyone, it's probably going to be a team like Bournemouth. 
you don't want to lose to your Barnsleys or your Lutons. And, you know, for once, we're actually putting those teams away. And to put Troy Deeney in that squad, it's going to be fantastic. Some people are doubting him because of his age. But, you know, age is just a number. I don't think you can really judge a footballer off their age. Otherwise, why is nobody judging Jamie Vardy? Like, it's... It's criminal. So, uh, no, I think Deeney can still make it at this level, as he showed last season at Watford when he was fit. Um, so, hopefully, he'll stay fit this season and do well at Blues. But you look at that Barnsley game, if Deeney was playing, I reckon we win that 3-1, to be honest. And, and you've absolutely hit the nail on the head, which I think is a fantastic segue to maybe a bit of a retrospective look of, uh, of the last few weeks. And, uh, again, speaking to Carl earlier, um I've got us for 75 minutes far better than Bournemouth, far better in every department other than maybe one, uh, which has always been a, well, certainly been a challenge over the last two or three seasons. Um, you chuck Deeney into that mix against a very, very tepid defence that they, they're great at knocking the ball around the back, but you chuck a motivated Troy Deeney into that mix and uh, that's, a, that's a very tough, a tough game for them. And I, and I think we walk away from that with at least a point, maybe three. Um, certainly Barnsley, the chances we had, the chances we created, um, absolutely the same principle. Uh, and, you know, if that had been the case where we'd maybe got a draw and a win, then all of a sudden we're third. So uh, this isn't fanciful, you know, sort of Karanka, blind bullshit, sort of, we were the better side. We have been the better side, I think, in pretty much every game. Forget the cup, we've been useless in the cup with, yeah with but team. we don't want to be in the cup let's be honest but, we're going to focus on the league we don't want to be in it but but this, I, I i disagree i i think that the the signings we brought in i wanted to see the appetite that's what i wanted to see i'm not going to say they're world beaters because they're they're not but you know jordan graham i expected a lot more i saw him in pre-season i thought it was exceptional in a couple of the games i wanted to kick on i don't think he has um so I think that we are plenty good enough in the in the cup competitions to beat either a second string Fulham and, and obviously we beat we beat Colchester, but um, I, I think that it wasn't uh, convincing. It, well, no, no, no it, it wasn't. But and, and I think the gaffers and he said it. He's absolutely you know underwhelmed with those performances because he's put his reputation on that and so has guards to sign those players. And he's saying, you know, here, I'll crack on. And they haven't delivered. I don't know it's pressure, but just play the game. We've played different formations. Uh, but certainly against Colchester, the one guy that sort of came on and did a job was McGree because he's he's got that little bit of something. Um, and, and I think that, that hopefully he has a part to play. But but I think as, as far as the maybe wrapping up the, the Deeney um, story, which, uh, again, I still can't believe it. I genuinely... Absolutely stoked. I mean, the Villa fans, it's just a joy. It is an absolute joy, <laughs> finally. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, I, I do have a few Villa fans that are friends of mine. Uh, and this has just been the best 24 hours, I think, of all time. Um, but where, where do we think he's going to fit in? Okay, so I, I think that he's now the most experienced and talented player maybe outside of Chong, which is um, that, that says a lot anyway. Um, so where does he fit in? Uh, and Tom, I'm going to check that on to you. Um, 
does he play in the next game? And if he does, where does he play? I don't. I think every new signing never starts their first game. <clears throat> They're like yeah, he ain't every new signing. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but it's just always that common theme at every club. They're always benched for their first game. Um, I hope that's not the case. I'd love to see him start. Love to see him start. But we don't know what his fitness is like, um, you know, whether he was training completely with the first team for the entirety of, you know, his time at Watford in the start of this new season. So I don't know what his fitness will be like. Uh, we'll have to see. But personally, I'd start him anyway, because why, why the fuck not, to be honest? Um, <laughs> um, you know, I'd, it's Derby. I want us to beat Derby. Oh, if not, we, oh no. If, if we no, don't beat Derby. Derby. Everyone who watches this podcast knows my feelings about Derby County. I just don't like them. I never will. And it's it's that simple, really. But, no, hopefully Deeney plays because we, we just need some of the chances we create. We're creating so many chances. I, I think out of any Blues squad I've ever watched, this is the one that creates the most chances ever, quite comfortably. Um and we just don't put him away, unfortunately. But if Deeney plays, hopefully we will start putting him away because he's clinical and that's what we've missed for so long, just a clinical finisher. And Deeney is that. So, uh, no, hopefully the pressure isn't too much. And uh, I feel like as soon as Deeney gets that first goal and if it's early as well um, in his Blues career, then he'll get off to a great season, I'm sure. So on um, that basis, then, yeah. Tom, let's get a, let's get a uh, prediction <laughs> Let's say he starts. Who comes out? It's tough. It's tough. And I suppose you could... There's there's two ways you could look at it. You could look at it as Duke's just come off the back of a really good game against Barnsley. And it'd be very harsh to drop him. Um, or you could look at it in the sense as we try and keep that big man, little man sort of front two. So you'd sort of stick the physical, tough Troy Deeney in there and keep the Pacey Hogan or Leco, probably Hogan. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you put Hogan in there and you'd have that sort of a front too. But I just don't think you can drop Duke after the last game. And I would be interested, although, yes, it is sort of quite one-rooted, I, I suppose, Um I would be interested to see Deeney and Duke up top together, both obviously very physical and our game plan might be quite visible, um, but we'd have to see. I mean, we don't, we don't really score many of those sort of in behind uh, pacey striker goals. We just struggle to make that happen. I think the only time you've seen that work this season is Luton, but <laughs> I think everything worked that day, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, we, and we will, we will talk about that in a minute because there was not just performance, but the the fans, the timing of the fourth goal, um, just, just everything about the game is literally a sort of utopia. Uh, Carl, I want to get your prediction. Who comes out? Um, come on, cock on the block. Who's out? Jesus. Who's in? Yeah, I, I think I'd be interested to see Duke and Deeney play together. It isn't going to be particularly mobile or particularly pacey, but like Tom said, re have we ever really relied on that Like from our strikers? Not really, you know? So, yeah, let's just get up there and just watch them absolutely shithouse their way against defences to goals, you know? They're both, you know, I mean, okay, I know Duke scored with a, a shot at the weekend, which I nearly dropped through the floor when I read it, but, like, 
Duke doesn't score that often from a shot, let's be fair. It's quite often headers. And one of the things that we tend to miss are people who are in and around the six-yard box, sticking out a leg, throwing their body at a ball low on the ground. And I think Dini will exactly do that. And I think between them, they can snaffle quite a few chances. So, yeah, I, I would... Because I, I personally, I like Hogan. I really like him. I think his work rate is, is great, you know, and him and Duke work really well together. You know, they, they work well as a partnership. But I just think... Just for the crack of it, like an all-time blue nose, and like I think Duke's a bit of a cult hero at the club. Let's be honest, you know he's never going to be, he's not necessarily prolific, but he is a bit of a cult hero. We love him, you know, and I mean I he's think, a legend. Yeah, Blues. Just tw- he, he joined was it five years ago today? I think he joined Blues yeah. on loan. So, you know, he's given his he's given a lot to the club. Let's just get him up there together. Let's bully defenses. Let's score some real shit house goals on our way to three nil wins every single time, and let's just win the league at a canter. Um, but that's what I think we should do, Deeney and Duke together, because then you've got, as legs tire, you've got, I mean, I want to say the pace of Hogan, but compared to, to Duke and Deeney, you've got Hogan to come on. And if you still want the powerhouse and fresh legs, you've got Anike on the bench as well, potentially. So, so yeah, I'd go Duke and Deeney. That's what I'd go with. And if anything else, just for the crack of it, let's be honest, it'd be phenomenal to watch. So, And, I, and I've got you absolutely right, Um the championship is made for a strike partnership of uh, Dean and Djokovic, let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> Especially when you're playing, you know, a 3-5-2, which is, you know, lots wide, lots byline, fill the box, get it in, bits and pieces. That's where we've been scoring our goals. And, you know, we've got the one, the kid just behind them. And um, I, I, I don't see... I think I think in all seriousness, I think this is damaging for Hogan. I do because uh, he's a confidence player. We said it ad nauseum for for many many months. Um, you can't drop Djokovic. You, can't, you just can't do it. I'd be absolutely amazed if he does. Um, and Bowyer and Gardner strike me as two guys are going to look at it and go, "What Dini and Djokovic are front." That's fun. Let's do that. <laughs> um, and, and so so are we. And let's get a kneecap on us and kill everybody. Um, play all three up top. <laughs> you know, and, and Imagine them in a front three. Oh, Duke mate, at left uh, wing and EK right wing. Absolute collective wrecking ball. Um, and I want to see it. Uh, but but all joking aside, I there, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, Deanie's guile and his experience will make a difference when he, even if he plays in the two Djokovic, he's going to bring so much more to the party. Uh, and I do feel for Hogan. I've, I've been a bit of a critic when he was uh, last season and the cranker, but you know, say no more about that when he was put a shift in. And then when he, when I, there was a Man City game in the cup and he really changed his sort of attitude. And, and I think he's been really good ever since then, but this is cutthroat, and Carl said a couple of weeks ago, and and I, I've I've thought about this quite a, a number of occasions. The championship is the second tier of English football, and that is bloody obvious. But this is not a game. This is like serious. You can't carry players, and the one-on-one that you missed at the weekend, Hogan, when he had fifteen minutes to go. I'm not necessarily saying Dean is going to score that goal. I think he's probably got a better percentage chance of scoring that goal because of who he is and what he's done. And that's all it is. It's bloody money ball. You know, that's it. And um, we've now got a player that's played at, at the highest level in, you know, world football as far as leagues are concerned and done it over and over and over again. And if we don't play him, 
on his day, oh, you know, the first opportunity, then there's something seriously lacking. Forget everything else. Forget the backstory. Even if you're just somebody that we signed from the Prem that was 33 years old, but you look at his track record, you have to play him. End of story. Uh, everything else is just a bonus for me. Um, and, and, I, and I think that if he gets injured, that's always a worry. But having him in and around the dressing room um, as a presence, as somebody that's committed to the club and gets the club, I, I just think it's going to be... There are so many invisibles here that are going to contribute to the the whole. And uh, all Blues fans now looking at top six, let's be brutally honest. There's no, let's not piss about with it. That's what we're all looking at. Because what we've seen so far, every single performance... And there's been a few sob stories. When we conceded to Bournemouth, we we lost it. That you know, we we literally sort of capitulated. That was a bit cranker, but we'll forgive him for that. But other than that, Barnsley, we missed our chance. We've now got a striker. And we've now got a run of games that I think that we've got to be looking at six out of nine. And if we've got six out of nine, we're going to be there or thereabouts. Um so, but anyway, before we get ahead of ourselves, let, let's just... I've just quickly... got two points I just want go, to quickly go, go. pitch to you. Um, the point one being, if, say, if we had a full St Andrews like we should do and the whole stadium issues weren't a thing, do you think they would have changed the Stoke result or the Bournemouth result? That's my first question. Um, Bournemouth result, no. Um, I think we got done by... a. I think there was a bit of crazy classy finisher, there. to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, I was literally in the one stand you could see it from. Obviously, <laughs> um, I could see that going into the bottom left-hand corner. And Solanke's, you know, he's fifteen million pound striker. He's, he's at, the, at this level. He's fantastic. He's another uh, Dwight Gale in the Championship. Yeah. He's never going to cut in the Prem. He will. He'll be signed over and over and over again in the Championship. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the keeper at fault and I wouldn't necessarily put the defender at fault. It was a bloody good finish. So no, I don't think that would make any difference. When that goes in, I think there was that sort of 10 minutes of, oh, we've been here before. Honestly, yeah. I probably got you right. I, I think that it would have made a difference. Um, but I've been at pains to say to everybody that wants to listen, quite a few that don't want to listen, um, I just think that we get a little bit caught up on, we are where we are. Okay, the, the, you know, we've got stands that aren't open. But Boya has now got a team that is working. They're working to a collective goal. And yes, we'd all love to be there. But I just think it's a little bit easy to say, well, if we're all there, would it make a difference? And of course, those, you know, that, that sort of marginal gains do make a difference in pro sport. But I just think it's a little bit easy to say that that's the default. Don't get me wrong, we've got a full stadium and Dean is playing. The place will be absolutely rocking. But we will lose games when he plays. When we're at home, we will. That will come. Um, mm. but, but in answer to your question, I, I think Bournemouth, no, Barnsley, definitely. I think he would have made yeah. it. Then my other, <clears throat> sorry, my other question for both of you would be, have you, it's very quick, quite sharp, just yes or no. Is there any games that you feel we have definitely deserved to lose at all this season? No. Uh, not in the league, anyway. Maybe Fulham in the cup. Not in the league. No, I mean in the league, not in the cup. No, no, not in the league. Not at all. Not at all. No. 
exactly. So there we go. It's it's mad to be that positive. Whereas last season, you'd have probably said most games. Like... But but the thing is, Tom, remember last season when Cranky came out and said we were the better side, and we were all calling yeah. him out saying, "What what are you watching?" Because we're not seeing that. Bowie's doing exactly the same thing, and we've got him absolutely right mm. because we're all watching the same thing. And I think uh, Barnsley was. Uh, I don't know, one of those games that it, it, there's no good sign they were a top six side last season. They've lost their manager. They've lost their identity and they, they eked out a, a point. They'll be mid-table this season, Barnsley. Uh, They'll be out like of push. 12, out of push. Um, But that's the championship. Everything changes. It's all fluid. It changes so much. Because uh, people from the outside looking in, we'll look at Blues, forgetting the Deeney signing. What we've done the side this season, people are not particularly well-versed in the championship. We go... What's going on at Birmingham? You know, they haven't yeah. really brought in anybody that different. But but because we're living and breathing it, we can see that the manager is now, I hate to say it, Tom, settled on this 352 um formation that, that, <laughs> that I've been preaching ever since we've been doing this. I'm okay with us doing it now. I just think and, it's it's tough to make work, whereas 442 has just been so blues for so long. Four four two is really difficult to make work with our center halves, but mm. as I, as I lead on to it, um, so let, let's get into let's get to individuals. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, over the last few weeks, obviously we've had some fantastic results. So, Tom, maybe over the last two or three results, just give me your I think highlights and plays that have really sort of impressed you maybe surprised you because there must be plenty other than Chong because that's an easy answer I was going to say yeah (laughs) we we all know the name that's on the tip of everybody's song that's Jaheith Chong so uh, that rhymed didn't mean for it to but (laughs) you're like Tupac (laughs) if that isn't clipped I'll be disappointed (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah no it's uh, it is what it is Uh, Chong's been fantastic Maxine Collin He's not, oh. you're not going to oh. say he's like world beater, but he's just so consistent every game. He's got that level and he never drops. So, you know, it's starting to look that way for Pedersen as well. Um, obviously, it's a new role for him. We have seen him sort of in that role slightly last season occasionally, but this season he looks comfortable. At left centre-back, he looks fantastic. Um and you, you've got to give him credit where it's due because it is a new position for him. Very impressed. Um, even, you know, even Jeremy Bella, to be honest. Um, oh, from from game number one, uh, when I found best, out that he the was... The best left, wing back in English. Exactly. When I found out he was at left wing back, I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I was like, we're, we're literally going to get rinsed um, against Sheffield United. But we weren't. We weren't. He was... I'd say first half, he's a little bit touch and go um, in that game and showed that he's not used to the position. But since then, since that second half at Sheffield United, it's just he's just never stopped being the best wing back in the world. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Marcelo, who I, it, it is what it is. Um, so, that, yeah, definitely shout out to those pair. Um, 100%. Um, and I think... You know, despite only scoring one goal this season, Duke has showed his usual hard work um, and just his, his usual ethic, really solid. Um, and hopefully you can get in more of the goals now. Now he's scored one. We'll see a flow of a few more. 
fingers crossed. And and then my last shout, I feel like firmly, I didn't honestly. If you'd asked me in preseason if I'd be giving a shout out to this lad, I'd have <laughs> laughed at you. And I think you all know who I'm going to speak about, and that's Matthias Sarkic, um, who for me has been, although he's not been perfect, you can still see those slight little kinks to his game. It's like, okay. Um, but overall, he's had a fantastic start to the season, considering how bad his preseason was. And that, that is the best way to label it. It was just a bad preseason. Yeah. Um, in the friendlies, anyway, you know, behind the scenes, we don't know how good he was. Um, but no, he stepped, he stepped in to fill some big boots and he's been fantastic. I think the best bit about his game is how comfortable he is claiming the ball every time. You know, when he comes in to claim that ball, he's claiming it. No one else is having it. He's been fantastic. Only little slip up was probably looting away, but then they blazed it over the bar anyway, so who gives a shit? Um, cost me 90 quid, that did. <laughs> Both teams have got blues to win. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I remember that, to be fair. Yeah, I remember you putting it in the chat. But no, he's been fantastic. Um, credit where credit is due. He's not he's not the most unreal goalkeeper in the world, but he's certainly done a job. And statistically, he's actually one of the best championship goalkeepers about at the moment. So there you are. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think all that is is you're absolutely bang on. Carl, anything to add to that? Um, no, I think he's probably stolen most of them. To be honest, I'm with sorry, you. Um, <laughs> I've, got one. I've got one. I think for me, I think when he's come on. Not so much in culture, I think in EK's look good. And obviously it's easy to look good when you're, you're sort of three, four nil up at a, a team or whatever. But I just think that ever since the Colchester game, he looked a bit off it. And I think most of the players that played in both cup games have looked off it a little bit. Um, yeah. But he, he looks like he learned from that a little bit. And when he came on, um, uh, I can't remember which game he came on. That's so I'm next in. But I just think he just looks like, I think, like we said earlier, I think he's got something about him. I think, you know, he... He looks dangerous. You think he scored in one. He should have scored arguably at Barnsley at the weekend as well. And I think that he's he's impressed me because he just he knows that he isn't necessarily going to be the first name on the team sheet. And he certainly isn't probably now, let's be fair. But he's still he's obviously given it all to get on the bench and on the pitch. Let's be honest. You know, he's Bowie's proved with Graham that if you're not performing in training, then he ain't going to trust you on the pitch. Simple no. as that. Um, but my other, other than players, I mean, the shout-out really has to go to Bo. I mean, he has got that squad believing in him and his plan. And you can see that from players like, you know, from Harley, from Gary Gardner, from Sunjic, who's run his fucking legs off this season. And I think that he is just one of these managers that has got everyone bought into what he's trying to do. And he's not coming out with bullshit assessments after games or anything like that. He's no. so honest with it. It's so refreshing to to hear, to watch. Quite easily, he could have come out after a couple of the games and, and blamed X, Y, or Z or whatever, but he hasn't. He's gone, you know, and it's like the Barnsley guy always said, sometimes you've got to just chuck your hands up and say, good finish, great goal. And there's nothing Sarkic could have done about that. No. So, I mean, yeah, but Anike is, is probably the one that I think has probably surprised me the most and I think has a lot more to offer going forward um, before obviously Sanderson is fully fit. Yeah, uh, again, wouldn't disagree with that. I, th I think the one person for me, and I've given him a ton of clog, loads and loads of clog, and it's an Harley Dean, is um, yeah. mm. I, I think I think he's been absolutely fantastic in the last couple of games in the league. Um, I think the gaffer's put his faith in in 
Gary Gardner and he's he's done fine, no problem at all. Um, and he's probably just given a bit of a blow, not really expecting. I think the Sunjic that we all saw in the first couple of games when he signed, because for me, when when he signed, I'm like, who is this guy? And then he got coached out of him, and he was just so vanilla. It was unbelievable. Uh, and now he's got a little bit more about him, and I welcome that. I, I think that let's not let's not forget Woods because yeah. you know what? Oh, shit! How did I forget Ryan Woods? He's unreal. He's like literally better he, 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 than Pirlo. He's the engine room. He ticks. He makes everything work for us. Whether that be the shovel pass wide, everything he's got just oozes Barry Ferguson to me. He's exactly oh, yeah. the same player. Maybe not as good, same principles in football. And if you've got that in your team, somebody that's that common influence in the middle of the park, everything changes. And you put Chong in there with the magic dust and everything else. That's why we are where we are. And uh, I think the, 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 the one thing with, with the Bournemouth game, when we, we'd got 75% of the game and it was nil-nil and it was a draw, I didn't want to think to myself it'd be typically blues to lose this game because I think we've come further from that. However, <laughs> it was typically blues to lose that game. But yeah. it, it, you know, we've got to run. We've got to walk before we can run. You know, it, it, it's not all going to change overnight. But let's be brutally honest: how far have we come? How far have we come in Very such far. a period of time? Yeah. I mean, Christ Almighty, lads! We've only been doing this for like eight months. And in eight months, we've gone from being relatively happy with Karanka to one of the worst managers in our history to securing a manager that we probably, well, we all wanted, but we didn't know what was going to happen, to signing probably the, the most exciting signing that we've had. I, I think on the face of it, because, I mean, for me, going back in the day, do agree to the best signing we've ever made for lots and lots of reasons, but that was an unknown Deeney is a known. He's a blue nose. He's done it. So I've got him above pound for pound above any other signing we've ever made, ever. And if anybody can tell me any different, I'd, I'd welcome that. And, and that's it. Simple as that. For me, the only other better signing maybe somebody like a Stephen Gleeson. Uh, no, I'm joking. But uh... anyway, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, Tom. You, you can't. Actually, uh, you, I think you're. I think you've had eight pieces of an eight piece meal. That's good. Good effort. Yeah, thank you. Um, now, the best way um, to describe the change from Blues is we've gone from older shot towns of Bayern Munich in like however many months. So uh, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, really happy with Blues. Quick shout out to the back two as well. You know, Mark Roberts, he's ever yeah, since he signed for Blues. Absolutely. Exactly. Ever since he signed for Blues, he's been a confidence player and his confidence has been low from the get-go. But last season, in quite quite a poor season, he did stand out at times, which was good for him. And then this season, he his biggest thing was consistency. And now, it, all season, he's been consistent. He's only made one mistake, and that was against Bournemouth for the first goal, uh, for me personally. And then you can look at Harley Dean. No, you're not. Might not like this, John. <laughs> no, no. But... I, I, just to interject, like any Blues player, I've got. I have no personal vendetta against anybody. Yeah. I think he down tools, and anybody can again tell me any different. Well, welcome those comments. He down tools when Karanka was there, without a doubt. And if and as a as a club captain, I think that is 
the word, it doesn't matter how bad it is, you are the guy that people looks up to and he's yeah, down exactly. to. It, but ever since Bowie's been in, I would say that he, if he's not been the best player, there aren't many behind, you know, there aren't many in front of him. So well, credit where it's due. Exactly. Dean's been fantastic. He's finally showed those captain qualities. He's been solid. He's been consistent. Only mistake yet again, like Mark Roberts, probably only made one mistake this season. And for me, that was the, the Barnsley goal. You know, he could have sort of organised that situation a little bit better because it did sort of come from his mess up. Um, but no, overall, he's been fantastic. And one of Harley Dean's biggest problems always has been that he's been a bit of a hothead on the pitch um, and he does commit a lot of fouls. Um, and this season, he's not committed a single foul. It's not wow. a single foul. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, I only only saw the stat the other day. He's obviously had a yellow card, but that's only for uh, argument, arguing with the ref. But no, he's not He's not had a single foul yet this season. That's, that's got to be some kind of like weird stat as well. Who's the only player in the championship to get a yellow card but not commit a foul? Exactly, exactly. It's That'll win some money down the pub, that. So, so <laughs> uh, uh, just sort of... The euphoria of what I think has been a very good start to the season. I think we've probably all agreed on that. And obviously the, the prodigal son ret- returning, which even more honestly, I didn't think it was happening. As much as I ch- chirped it up in January, I just didn't think that was going to happen. So, so Carl, let, just, let's just quickly run through the next few games. Where, where, where realistic do you think we're at? I mean, if, you, if I could get a prediction on, let's, let's start with Derby. Let's not get too far beyond that. But w- how do you see that playing out? I think we've got to be looking to beat Derby. Um, he's that interested, he's fucked off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're uh, we're definitely got to be looking to beat Derby. Wait, yeah. he's coming, but no, yes, no. I, I, I am here. <laughs> in case you didn't guess, guys, John's on holiday in France. So uh, there you are. Yeah, that, that explains it. Um, yeah, I think we've got to be beating Derby. I mean... I think a few too te- a few too many teams have let them off the hook this season. They should be being beat comfortably week in week out. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, exactly. I think we've got to be beating Derby. I, I I think we've got to take six out of the next nine minimum. Next six points out of the next nine available. I mean, I wouldn't be too disappointed with the draw against Peterborough, given how they played against Alpine the other night. You know, they really pushed the baggies, and and baggies were lucky to get three points there. Um, I think Fulham is going to be a real challenge. You know that. Tom shoving his chicken when he gets a chance. Um, <laughs> How many have you had? Seriously, you, um, at, least, at least five. This is my sixth, so there you go. Jesus Christ! It's my last piece, and then I've only got corn on a cob left. But I'm, that's how many we're shoving past Derby. Yeah, bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think we, we've got to be looking to beat Derby. I'd like to beat Peterborough, and I think if if we get anything out of Fulham, then I think that's a bloody good result because Fulham looked phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, he's done it before away at Fulham, so... True. Um, but I think they just absolutely dispatched Stoke at the weekend. Like, they were nothing. You know, and that isn't a bad Stoke side. Um, but yeah, so I'd go it's for a, six, six, from, five, six points from nine. It's a limited Stoke side. I, I've got you. I've 100% got you. I mean, any, you know... They're still probably up there with uh, just certainly wages. They must be playing an absolute bloody foot, but they've got it, haven't they? I mean, Christ yeah. almighty, if that's not a money machine, I don't know what, what is. Um, but no, I, I yeah, and, and I think we've got to temper it a little bit. Um, 
obviously the Bromwich were to an amazing season. If you can average two points a game, you're going to be far off by you know that, that those automatic uh, promotion places. And if we'd have beaten Barnsley, we're probably there or thereabouts. And the other been five, five play, ten points. Um, Peterborough are going to be tough because they're always on the front foot. They always look to score goals. They're going to definitely put you on this. Um, but I, I think we've been really resolute, really solid. And I think if we can break their hearts a little bit, then I think we could rub them quite, quite comfortably. Derby, I, it's a bit of a who knows. It, I, I, I don't know. Derby are already overachieving. Well, um, I said that yeah. to Carl earlier. I said exactly yeah. that. And it's, and it's when do you get, do you get, when hopefully we get them at the right time where they're just on the cusp of this is too hard. Everything behind the scenes is too hard. And we've all been, yeah, Blues, I think we've been there. Derby's um, problem is up top. You know, they've um, obviously Colin Kazim Richards injured for a fairly long time. New signing Sam Baldock scores on his debut, then gets injured. Still out injured, so all they've got is Jack Stretton, um, who, funnily enough, I used to play football against. Um, used to live very close to, um, which is quite quite weird that he's actually playing in the first team for Derby now. Um, yeah, KFC. You up? KFC. <laughs> yeah, he's got a six piece meal and he's playing for Derby. Yeah, literally, I'll be I'll be fuming if he scores against Blues. Uh, it's I don't even know how to put it into words. If anyone is for the place for Derby scores against Blues, but we have to take into consideration the history of Blues versus Derby at St Andrews never goes well for us. I can't remember the last time we beat Derby at St Andrews. I can't. It's got to have been uh, twenty years. Like it before I was born. Probably we just don't beat Derby at home. We never do. I, I, I genuinely think though now we, we're. Under Bowie, we, as I said, I probably contradicted myself when I said, you know, typical Blues, you know, 75 minutes into the game against Bournemouth, we should have won that game and we can see too late. And that was, that was typical Blues. But I do see, I don't think we need to be as worried anymore. Yeah. I, I think we've got our faith because... I think we should beat Peterborough, though. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there are, there are games where now we... When we, as I said last season, we played Luton and Barnsley. Let's be honest, we should be beating those sides if we're going to do anything. Yeah. There are, you know, there are sides that you play away from home where you're going to say, right, we need at least one point, maybe three. And there's no, you know, there's no, we can't be ashamed about listing who they are. If we're going to Peterborough and thinking we're not going to get anything, we're in a really bad place. You know, we should be going to Peterborough saying, do you know what, at least one, maybe three, because that's how you eventually. And because I think the home form now. I mean, as soon as whenever the stands are going to be open, and I think that's the one thing we probably need to sign off on because I, I haven't got a clue. It's not the first time I've, I've said that, to be really honest. Um, but 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 as far as um, if we can make that 100% capacity, Deeney will fill it. I said it in January. Everybody's, every man and his dog coming out of the woodwork, I promise you. He's like, he'll be like Peter Pan. Every, uh, Peter Pan? He was, no, he wasn't. He was the guy that... Uh, and they did see this is not good now because I'm I'm reaching. Um, Peter Piper with the rats. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be bringing. I'm not saying Blues fans are rats, obviously. Bringing all the fans into the ground uh, to fill it um, every single week, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, we've never seen anything like this before. Never. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think it will make the world of difference as soon as the grounds open. So as a as a sign off before we do the predictions, Carl, what, any, any news on the ground? What's happening? I don't think there is, uh, or certainly not that's out there in the domain, um, or certainly not my domain anyway. The last thing I saw was that Dale Moon uh, was replying to somebody's tweet and said that I think last week that we'd hear early last week that obviously passed, and then I think he's tweeted it again over the weekend saying that early this week we should hear like as a as a fan base obviously a statement out um i've not heard anything or, or seen anything i know that a few uh fan groups have written to uh the club and have got responses as far as i can see but i've not seen any of those shared so um yeah i i can't see anything i think i mean we're what we're 10 days out now from the derby game and i think they need to address it sooner rather than later you know i think that's Yes, they should have repaired them, but the biggest thing they should all take away, the, the club, the board, whoever needs to take away from this is that the fans deserve to know because we're the ones that are paying for those seats at the end of the day and we deserve to know what is going on with our club. Um, but yeah, I as last thing I saw on social media and stuff was that we're still waiting for, for announcements to come out, which I would assume would probably, or I'd like to think, would be out in the next 24 hours or so. That's not me saying it is. Nobody quote me. (laughs) I'm (laughs) just saying I'd I'd like to think it will be. Exactly. Tom, have you heard any different? Or are you in the dark, like me? I'm just as much in the dark. I know as much as Carl, to be honest. it's. um, I think we'll all find out, whatever the announcement may be. It wouldn't surprise me if they come out with something like, oh... The cop's ready and the Tilton isn't, or the Tilton's ready and the cop isn't, or something like that. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully it is ready. I, I'm putting my faith in blues, hopefully, that stands <laughs> will be ready. Um, come the derby, because I think we're gonna need it. I really do think we're gonna need it. Um, to just improve the atmosphere at least. Because for me, the atmosphere has been really poor since they've tried to squeeze us all into that one place. Um, and, you know, people aren't sat with who they're normally sat with. And it does sort of separate that sort of atmosphere wise. So hopefully we can get St. Andrew's rocking again to some extent. Um, and hopefully it is opened as promised. But would it be classic blues if it wasn't open? Yes. Um, and to be honest, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they just signed Deeney to make us all feel better for the inevitable of, Sorry, lads, it's not open for Derby, but we signed Dini, so you can't be mad. So I, I don't know, to be honest, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see anyway. Let's just, let's just ride the high of signing Troy Dini for now and then get to the low of the stadium soon enough. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that the ground will be anywhere near ready for a while. <clears throat> Reading between the lines, I don't know anything. Uh, just gut feel. Um I think this is a major project that's um, just the negligence while, you know, nobody was there and they, and, and they knew about it. It's just beyond the pale. But as I said at the very outset, we need to just focus on Bowie, the team and the fans that can get in the ground. That, that's what we can control. The other stuff we can't, when it, when it comes to the owners, there's no point getting too excited about it because we can't do anything about it. Uh, all we can do is support the guys and, and, you know, my God, it's been a great start to the season and with Dini coming on board, then I don't think anybody could have asked for a better start to this season than, than what's happened. So, yeah, I think we just need to stick with the positives and for those, all those guys and gals that have uh, got a season ticket, I, you know, it's just, it's embarrassing, but 
you know, let's just stick with it. Uh, let's not get on a downer because uh, I think we've got a bit of momentum as far as the team and the fan base are concerned and let's not get distracted from that. So before we go, um, Tom, uh, as you hate Derby, I'll go to you first. Uh, and, and what do you think the uh, the score will be um, in, in the not-too-distant? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm never confident when we play Derby. Never. Um, I'd like to think on paper we should win 2-0. Um, but can I see it finishing 1-1? Yes. But I'm going to be positive. Come on, Blues. 2-1. Um, I can see... I can see Blues winning it and Deeney scoring, to be honest, whether it's the first goal or the winner, who knows. But knowing Deeney, it'll be the winner. Um, so, yeah, no, Blues 2-1 and Derby might nick a, a late consolation. Uh, but I, I don't really care, just as long as we win. I don't care whether it's 5-4 or 4-3 or 3-2. Just any any win at St Andrews against Derby County is completely fine with me. Uh, and, Carl, where, where's your head at with it? Oh, we're going to beat them 3-0. Absolutely standard. Absolutely. We're going to take them that. apart. I we're going to beat them 3-0. I, I, and I, I am going to go for your dream pick. Oh, I mean, it's got to be, hasn't it? There's only going to be one dream pick, and that's obviously uh, Chuck Danike to start up front <laughs> alongside Chief. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's going to be everyone's dream pick, isn't it? Let's be honest. It will be Troy Deening to start. It'd be it alongside Hogan or alongside Duke. I mean, I don't really care. He could start, he could just play on his own, to be perfectly honest with you, for the first 10 minutes. I wouldn't give a shit. Um, but yeah, I think it's got to be, hasn't it? Troy Dini to start on his first game for his uh, for his boyhood club is is quite, I, I guess it is quite the fairy tale. Maybe not quite the fairy tale of, of playing for them in the Prem, but certainly uh, our kind of fairy tale to see it happening. Yeah. And it would just be phenomenal, to be honest. I'd quite like to see Mitch Roberts on the bench for the game from the Youth Academy. Um, since after hearing that we rejected a lot of, you know, League One, League Two loan deals yes. for him, um, I'd be interested to see, obviously, Bo's clearly got plans for him. I'd be interested to see him at least on the bench, maybe involved for the last 10 minutes if we're winning. So uh... he, he was good against Fulham, to be fair. He's one of the shining stars of that cup game. So, um, so yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I'm just going to go with the mob rule on this and Deeney. That, that's it. Mob rule. Deeney it is. Uh, it, Tom, I will, I will uh, humour everybody and say your dream pick. Are you going with Deeney or are you going to go left field? Um, my dream pick is Matthias Sarkic, of course. Um, now nah, I'm gonna go. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I mean, you could go for anyone at the moment. They're all class, but I'm gonna go for Jeremy Banner <laughs> just because he's been unreal Legend. at the moment, and he has to play. And if Bella and Dini aren't on the on aren't on the pitch at the same time, I'm disappointed because to me, Dini is gonna score about hundred goals in the championship this season with Jeremy Bella being the provider. So there we are. Yeah, and I'm gonna go Route One. I'm going with Carl. I cannot wait to see Dini in that blue shirt, um, just wreaking absolute mayhem. Chelmsley Wood will be absolutely ablaze, not literally. Uh, well, it might be, to be fair, if he scores. Um, but, yeah, I cannot wait to see him in a blue shirt. I think we're going to win comfy. I, I, I think, well, we don't concede. I was going to say 3-1, but I'm going to go Carl. I'm going to go 3-0. Um, we, are, we are a better side. They're in disarray. We aren't. We're on the upwards trend. They are treading water. They're literally bankrupt, and we are as a unit going places. So that would be my prediction. So in the ever dying light in Nice in France, um, I will say thank you so much for watching this. I know it's been a while. 
Um, we will try and make this a little bit more regular, but uh, time is time, as they say. So, Carl, thank you very much for your contribution, my friend. No worries. It's been good to be back. And, Tom, uh, are, are you sure there's no chicken left? Uh, there is a tiny bit left, but I'm oh, saving I it until we, when we finished. <laughs> so, so, Tom, seven pieces, Oxen. Thank you very much for your contribution. <laughs> no worries, uh, boss. <laughs> and, and, and that's that. So, um, my God, what a whirlwind 48 hours it's been. He was going to sign, he wasn't going to sign, and now he's there. The prodigal son has returned. We never thought it was going to happen, but it has happened. And when that first goal goes in, my God, St Andrews will literally go up like it hasn't since probably Stoke many, many years ago. Anyway, time is time. And, and my final point is stay safe as ever and keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.